Hey guys, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. This week we are continuing our interview with Jack Harper. Now Jack is the Vice President and Men's Director for Save One. Save One is a ministry to those who've gone through abortion. And what Jack does is he helps the men. So it's it's kind of the men's side of abortion. And the interesting part, and we talked about it in the last show, was that not a lot of people think about men and and what happens to them when abortion happens. And he really brings some great points out about it. And this week, he's going to give us some practical, some practical things of what they do, why they do it. And he's also going to tell us some great stories. You're really going to love this episode. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Whatever has tried to take us away from that rightful place in the kingdom, God's word will put us back on course for that. Mm. There are always consequences to violating God's word but it doesn't mean that he doesn't still have something to do with us. And so yeah. that's what we're wanting to do to get men, women, and family members on that rightful path again. Yeah. Has that been a message that you've seen the men gravitate to as far as, Hey, you know, this hasn't taken away your ability to be a man, you know, to walk in shame the rest of your life. Have they responded to that? Well, they've responded overwhelmingly to that. Um, one of the things that happened is, having a man's voice come along in and save one. When I came in in 2018, the, the late part of 2018, uh, if somebody has a testimony and or somebody has uh, a voice that's willing to talk about something, then people are drawn to that, especially mm-hmm. if they've been hurt, hurt in that area. So what what has happened is the male voice being in Save One has opened the door for males to come and to see, to taste and see if this is something that really is helpful or uh, something that they can be a part of. And when that has happened, when as the men start coming, they are they are finding such freedom. They're finding that victory song finally in their lives and it's yeah. beautiful. So so here's what happens and this is this is biblical. You know Peter and John are entering at the gate beautiful and there's a beggar there and he's begging and Peter says look at me silver and gold I have none but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus and Nazareth rise up and walk and the guy does. Okay? Incredible incredible miracle. I love it. But if you read just a couple of uh, uh, verses later, Peter, Peter is preaching on the portico there, and the beggar is still latched onto him. It says that in Scripture. And, and what, what happens is when men get their healing, when women get their healing, they want to attach to the place and to the people who help them find that healing, that victory mm. song. So... Yeah. Our, our purpose at Save One is to see the churches rise up, to see the churches take this and take the, the life issue and take ownership of it. So when, when, the, when the churches do that and they actually teach the Bible study, the people that are coming through the Bible study are then latching on to the church. And that's what mm. we want. We want a healthy yeah. church. Yeah. Jesus is not coming back for Save One. 
and he's not coming back for DM ministries. He's coming back for the church. And what we want is a healthy and vibrant church for him to come back to. So with with 63 million abortions since Roe versus Wade, and it's well over that, there was years that some states never reported their numbers. But with with those 63 plus million abortions, that equates to, and this this is hard to get your mind wrapped around, it's one out of every three women of childbearing age. One out of every three. It doesn't magically disappear inside yeah. the church. It's the same numbers inside the church and outside the church. We, we train new leaders all of the time. We, we, mm-hmm. we can't do this by ourselves. We want to multiply so that when, when people in Mississippi or in Mississippi, every, all eyes are on Mississippi this year. Um, yeah. uh, when people are in North Carolina or Oregon, wherever they are, when they need, when they need help and they, they have that recognition moment that something has to change in their lives, that there is somebody there in the local church for them to go to. So, mm-hmm. because save one can't be everywhere. So just this past weekend, we, tw- we trained 26 new leaders to teach, and they were from six different nations, Togo, Liberia, uh, India, South Africa, you know, I mean, it's, it's just awesome. But what we're doing is we're just spreading it out over the world and m- making it available to everybody possible because mm-hmm. we want to see the church helping. We want to see God's people helping. I love that. The, the way you're, you're wanting to multiply just to help more people. Cause yeah. like you said, so many people, men and women, but also men are carrying the shame, the guilt, and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to hide behind it. What would you say to a man who gets into a relationship, marries someone, and then like you had to go through years down the way, finds out, oh, you had an abortion. Mm. What, what does a guy do like that? What does he do with that in that situation uh, with his wife um, when he finds out that happened to her, maybe when she was young, for whatever reasons? Um, mm. how, does, how does he, what's a good start for him to kind of deal with that? Well, here's here's what happened with me, and and I know I have I have this testimony, which is probably as weird as it gets. I, I'm I'm an alcoholic at the time that she comes to me and tells me, and she's she's telling me because she's hurting, and she's at that point where she's just having a hard time dealing with it herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like she's needing help. Um, I I understood the love of Jesus. I didn't, I didn't understand grace and mercy the way I should, but I understood the love. Mm -hmm. I understood the compassion of the cross, uh, even in my alcoholism. So what I knew at that point, and this is what I would, I would suggest for anybody is that you just love them where they are. The, The Bible doesn't have an extra set of things that need to happen for forgiveness for the sin of abortion. Yeah. It was his death on the cross cross was enough. There isn't something else that he's got to do because of abortion or whatever the other sin are sins are. And so like for me, looking at myself, you know, I'm like, I know what I've done in my life and and I need to I need to just help her. And because I mean, who am I to judge somebody for the 
here I am. I can't even get through the day without a 12 ounce bottle of beer. So <sighs> I, I just wanted to love her. And, you know, you find out a lot of things along the way when you're, you're um, living for the Lord and you're walking through ministry. And, and, and this, I would suggest for any piece of news that comes to anybody's life that is shocking is that I think probably about 99 out of 100 times, they're going to remember the first words you say. So whatever those first words you say to them, protect them and think about them before you release them because they're, you, can, you just can't take them back, you know? Mm. And so when somebody tells you of such, something of such a, a shameful and, and private and hurt, uh, you know, grief-based nature, you just got to... You just got to let them know that everything's going to be okay and that you love them and then start to work from there. But, you know, when, when you come from such a, such grace moments that Sheila and I had such mercy moments that Sheila and I had in our lives, it's hard for me to really uh, look, look down my nose at anybody because where I was, I mean, you know, both of us, we, um, we didn't deserve any of it, but you can't keep any of it from us because he's already freely given. Yep. Can I can I just run by one more thing? And I just I was realizing it as as I was talking here at that last moment. We we yeah. talked about how men come to us and how uh, they're hurt and they have this grief, guilt, shame, sorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just tell you a couple of stories about men who did come and what that. happened with them afterwards. Yeah. Cause we, we have men um, here. Here's what's happening at save one. Now in the beginning, you know, you got this fledgling ministry. It's a, it's a Bible study in the church that we were going to in Nashville. We still live in the Nashville area. So we have this Bible study and now it's, 335 chapters in 27 nations around the world. The original women's Bible study has been translated into 22 different languages, I think. So Mm. God has taken it. And and it's not because we're marketing people. Sheila and I Mm -hmm. are not marketing people. It's because the need's so great. And need, you know, wherever we can help, we've been been doing that since the beginning. Uh, A lot of people have not agreed with the way we've done things but you know what that that's between us and god and that that's how we're going to do it so anyway sheila's teaching this bible study at our church and she's had women coming going through getting healing getting their victory song i mean they're they're changed life has changed for them they can see that the church can see it and then she had a man come and say i'd like to go through that bible study and she didn't know what to do with that, honestly. I mean, this is like in the beginning years, uh, not only had the world been conditioned to think this wasn't a man's issue, we we had that conditioning in as well. Yeah. So she says, you know what? I um, Sure. Because she remembered something that God had, she had told God, and it's she would go wherever, do whatever, and speak to whomever. And that whomever had just come to her uh, for the first time. And so she handed him this book and I'm from Tennessee. I'm from the South for all your listeners everywhere else. Um, I have a word that I don't even know is a word, but it, she handed them him this pink flowery book, you know, it had <laughs> flowers all over the cover. And she said, you'll have to change the pronouns. 
And he said, okay. So he came, he went through the class, changed the pronouns, and he found his victory. Tim um, tells his story all the time, and, and he doesn't mind me using his name, so I, mm-hmm. I don't use last names. But Tim went through, and then he got transferred to Slovenia. And so when he got to Slovenia, after he had been there a little bit, he wrote back and he said, the need is great here. Would you guys mind if we started Save One, uh, an NGO here? And we're a non-governmental or- organization. We said, yeah, do that, man. That's great. So in, in, in the leading of the Holy Spirit, instead of doing an NGO for Slovenia, he did one for Europe. And so what he did is he opened all of Europe for that NGO. And he ended up getting transferred before he left. He had established some other countries. So now we have 13 different countries in Europe that, uh, that have saved one and that are helping the men, women, and families over there. He got transferred to China. And when he gets to China, he goes, Hey, I got a question. And we're like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so from China, he ended up getting transferred back to the U S and, and he lives up in uh, Michigan but he he's now our he and his wife are our international liaisons for for save one he's an incredible guy but from from this moment of pain to being an international leader for the organization that that helped him walk through and find god's word and healing um that that has just been one of our just greatest stories and and the fact that he was the first guy and then real quickly, we had a guy come to our church. When we had the church, we were teaching the Save One Bible study. He and his wife had had, uh, he had had multiple abortions before he married her, and then they had one. And when they came to the church, they just flat told us they weren't having kids. They weren't going to do that. The abortion had put such a scar on their their mm-hmm. lives that they didn't feel like they were really worthy of, of having a, a child. So they they go through the save one bible study they find their healing and they now have two beautiful young boys that um mm. that they are so happy to have so it, it's just story like after story after story like that yeah. that just absolutely i mean it's just so it's so incredible it's like we sat on the 50 yard line of the super bowl and watched these incredible stories unfold it's it's better than being there it's better than Anything you can do is to just watch somebody walk through that process of moving from pain to to being set free and then letting God use them in a powerful way. This has been this has been really good, Jack. What um what can people do to find out information more about Save One? Where's the information y'all have? So you can find us at saveone.org, S-A-V-E-O-N-E.org. And on there, if you're looking for help, you can you can go to uh, uh, get help. And then you can find one of the states and see if you have a Save One chapter near you. If you don't, you can contact our office, info at saveone.org and let us know. And what we do all the time, David, this is a, I think this is one of the more incredible things. We have never turned anybody away and said, we can't help. But all of these leaders that we have uh, trained over the years, when, when we have somebody that writes in and says, Hey, I don't have to say one chapter near me. I want to, uh, I want some help. We will connect them 
through the uh, either Zoom call or FaceTime or uh, through Facebook even, what we do is we connect them and they go through the Bible study one-on-one with somebody. So, wow. yep. So, and we do groups that way. We do it, you mm-hmm. do it all over the world. So last year we had a lady, as long as they're, you know, as we can get the language worked out, but we had a lady in Nashville went through the study with a, a lady in Greece. And so you know, technology is, is beautiful yeah. and it gets the message out and it does a lot of things. So we're Sheila and I are, uh, our calendars are full, but we would love to come and talk with your church or your pregnancy center, uh, doing fundraisers. We, we just try to do whatever we can to tell the good news of Jesus. So yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you hear those stories of people finding real freedom, yep. um, and, and taking away the shame and pain, yeah. uh, and kind of restoring the family. That's, that's, that's awesome. That really yep. is. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us today, Jack. Uh, thanks for sharing your story and for all you do at save one and just let everybody know, uh, we'll put all the links that he talked about in the show notes so you can get those and check it out. Thank you, David. Thank you. You've been listening to the confident man podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.